Hi, welcome to Minute Bull. This is Good Bull Hunting's dailyish podcast. I'm Wes Davis, and uh, today we have Cuppy Cup. Howdy. And Jimmy Guards. How are you, fellas? <laughs> good. Good sport. We need your energy. We've been missing this. Yeah. Oh, so good to be here, boys. Uh, we had our guards down. Oh. I'm going to jump in front of a truck. Um, and so Jimmy's going to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better watch it, pal. No, the NCAA uh, has made some changes to the transfer rules. That's what we're going to start off with. And uh, Cuppy, you are well informed, so why don't you lead this? Yes, I do have a USA Today article pulled up. Uh, <laughs> I have GarageBand pulled up. It has no information. Is there an infograph? <laughs> There's not. <laughs> you know, I used to love those charts, though. When I was like 10 years old, that's how I learned all of my news. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of uh, talk about the NCAA changing their transfer rules. I think um, the main draw is that they're actually making it worse for student athletes. And everything else that you see seems like, okay, maybe we're going to pay players. Maybe we're going to make it easier for them to transfer. And the NCAA comes back and they're like, wait a minute, we're going to make it a little bit harder to get a waiver in your first year after transferring. We've seen so many stories about the transfer portal over the last year. Yeah. That that's probably going away to an extent because those waivers like Tate Martell got, Tathan, are going to be um, much harder to get. So you have to attend more class, my dude. <laughs> well, before it was watch good. it. <laughs> before basically you had to you had to claim that there was some kind of um, hardship, and the the previous school had to not block the transfer. So it was a pretty low bar for getting that first year waiver. But now the athlete has to be uh, much more specific about why they're transferring. And it has to fall into uh, into certain approved categories. And the AD at the former school, I think, has to write a handwritten letter <laughs> that, they, uh, that they would let this player play Say if they stayed at that school. Do you mean with a pen and paper? Handwritten? I don't know. I mean, I that's what I feel like I read, but I could be I could have invented that part. Dear sirs. <laughs> Tathan is a good man. <laughs> Do they play violin music in the background <laughs> when it's being read aloud? So, so these are the these are the reasons that you might get a waiver. They've now updated this. It's much uh, less general. The reasons are physical assault or abuse sexually inappropriate behavior, racial abuse, religious discrimination, questioning of sexuality by a staff member or student at the previous institution. Although now that I'm reading these, I think everyone's still going to get a, a waiver. Is there one that's like, just didn't want to play there anymore? Because that should be one. <laughs> well, I think that one's called just didn't want to play there anymore, but looks at these categories and comes up with something. Oh, okay. Questions of sexuality? That's oddly specific. Yeah, it's it seems like something a lot of uh, like offensive line coaches would get dinged for. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, having played the position. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've seen some opinions about what they should do. The idea that I like the best, and I don't know who originated it, is to just give everyone uh, one free transfer, basically. You don't have to sit out. I heard a really great pitch 
on this the other day. Uh, Junior Miller on the ticket was actually talking about it. And he said a guy pitched to him that what they should do is just divorce athletics from the schools, keep the mascot, but turn it into a pro league that is just like the mascot and team for that school, but it's pro. So you can trade and contract and pay and do all, all that you want, and they can attend school while they play or after. Hmm. Won't that kill part of the grift, though, of getting the uh, tax-free uh, donations? Oh, for sure. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know, it makes so much damn money. That makes a lot of sense to me because that's what it is. This is pro sports now. Yeah, I'm. It's, yeah, but it subsidizes like without college football subsidizing, that would basically sink a lot of sports on campus. Which you know, I'm pretty free market. If that's how it goes, that's how it goes. But football pays for everything at A and M. That's not football. Basketball probably come breaks even. Um, everything else loses money. And at some at some schools, it helps. Support academics too. I'm guessing LSU probably has something like that. Believe me, it's. Uh, I think like the SEC, where you could have a, I don't know, of the 130 NCA football teams, probably like 40 to 50 of those could easily support themselves in their own league. Um, where, like you're saying, Wes, they could yeah. basically just be their own pro entity and play pay the players, um, and still just rep the colors of the school. Um, and then it would relegate a lot of other sports on campus, uh, like women's golf, things like that would probably just be like club sports. They wouldn't have nearly the um, budgets that they do now. Like, I don't know. A forced payment sounds ridiculous in my head now that I think about it. But the one other aspect of this far-fetched idea that I really like is they would, they, they would change the playoff format to relegation like EPL. I love that idea. Yeah, so think about that. So you have your 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 blue blood top fifteen all play or top sixteen all play each other, and the sixteen below that, then the sixteen below that, and and so forth. And you top three move up, bottom three go down every year. Like all this shit that UCF was talking uh, was right. really good for a while. It would have been kind of fun if they would have come into the SEC for a year. Only way it makes sense. That that really like throws the traditionalists off, you know, that one we God forbid we like send Vanderbilt down while UCF is in, but it would uh man, that'd make for some um pretty compelling football when you have like the Boise States and UCFs right. of the world like going in and having to run the full schedule against uh I mean, I'm not Mr. SEC fanboy, but it it's a different ball game when week in and week out you're having to go to tuscaloosa and auburn and mm -hmm. places like that and then conversely like the flip side of that is watching schools like a&m texas alabama um usc like Notre dame big big name schools have those occasional years where they drop down a league and yeah. have to and have to deal with that bullshit which which creates new drama i mean it's oh, it, for it, sure I, that'd be sick that would be. They should just do that anyway. Can you imagine <laughs> how confusing this would be to someone like me who doesn't even understand what you're talking about? So yeah, but the you love Schadenfreude Cup. <laughs> I, I know, I know that about you. And this would create the best amount of Schadenfreude. Like if Texas had to drop down to the Mountain West 
uh, after like a four and eight year. Fun. Like that would be amazing. That is this attractive. is when conference smack actually matters to me. <laughs> like this is the, yes. then it's then it's fun. You know, then, yep. you know, I don't know. Then you have a real national champion. You have like all that stuff takes care of itself. That That's a pretty cool thing. I think they should totally do that in the NCAA. All right, I don't have a segue here, but um, as I was uh, perusing the Internet, trying to figure out what relegation meant, uh, I came across a name of a prospect. Now that we have uh, people writing recruiting stories for Good Bull Hunting and everyone's losing their mind over. I'm guessing he's five stars because it's all Tex Ags is talking about. And the people who talk about Tex Ags on Twitter, they're talking about it too. Um, so I wanted to kind of get your takes on Haynes King, who I can tell you was supposed to commit today, um, maybe to A&M or Tennessee, probably A&M. Uh, but there's speculation that he didn't because it was his sister's birthday and he didn't want to steal the limelight. Oh, that's so classy. That's a that's a classic King move right there. You, you talk to his counselors, you talk to his teachers, and all, all they say is how humble the kid is. I mean, he's just like constantly working. He's a good kid. He's a hardworking kid. He He's on it every day. They they call him in the locker room. They call him the, gl- the grinder because mm-hmm. he's constantly grinding. Jimmy, I know you spoke. I think, did you speak with one of his teachers recently? I did, and all the reports I'm hearing is he loves Jesus more than Colt McCoy ever did. Um, folks, the original Haynes King was Michael Jordan, but I think this Haynes King <laughs> is going to su- surpass that. Yeah, it's the, the surname isn't bullshit. He's here, he's here to rule over college <laughs> football, and uh, he's going to do it wearing the maroon and white, guys. Uh, I, I have an inside source at the tattoo parlor in his hometown that he has uh, gotten the three-stripe Adidas logo tattooed uh, just on his hip on the inside right. That's, uh, that's the stud zone, and that's where he got it done because he's going to go be a stud for these Aggies. What do you think about his football prowess? What kind of skills is he bringing? Yeah, he's got the swagger of Cam Newton, but the humility of Drew Brees. He's got the feet of Vince Young, but he's got the heart of Major Applewhite. He's got the um, <laughs> Aggie ability of Bucky Richardson times 10. I'm being told they're actually going to add a six star. I, you know, it's it's only been a five star uh, metric, but I'm being told watch for the six star. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to divulge too much because I know this will be on premium, mm-hmm. but be on the lookout. <laughs> well, I think what we need to do really quick is before that, we need to talk about GBH premium. GBH premium is your source for recruiting information. And it's based on the GBH score metric, which uh, is based on the talking about engagement and Insta multiplier that's applied to every one of these athletes. And we're giving Haynes King nine and a half stars. I've done a Google image search on this kid. Uh, this is the first time I'm laying eyes on him. Um, a lot of these pictures, he is a quarterback, so you guys nailed that. Um, a lot of the photos seem to demonstrate a really amazing wrist load, like his arm. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Great term. His arm is in all kinds of crazy positions, but like that wrist, man, it's like a straight line with his elbow. So seriously, who is this kid? I'm looking at him. Okay. You know, when I'm curious about wrist load in Haynes, I go to Cuppy Cup. 
<laughs> the uh he actually looks like Colt McCoy as well. So I think you really nailed it uh with your analysis. Yeah. And I'm at the point now where I want the good quarterbacks to commit somewhere else and then transfer to my school because right, they're not going to stay in the same spot. Mm -mm. No, you're correct. That's true. And with the new restrictive transfer rules, they they get to sit a year and learn behind the the current starter. Are we going to claim? Yeah. Are we going to claim Kyler's Heisman? Yes, I have. Yeah, okay, I think cool. he he has one. OU has one, and A and M has one. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the goal is you have a really good quarterback who goes to your rival. A coach calls him asexual or pansexual, something like that. So then he has reason to transfer. Right. A handwritten letter is then penned. This is. I do declare Haynes King is available for Texas A&M. And then we win an Addy. <laughs> and then we win a natty speaking of natty i have a beer topic um this this is based on an advertisement that i saw on good bull hunting um thank first of all thank you to sponsor lone star beer <laughs> before we get into this discussion where the hell were you when i was drinking sponsor lone star beer <laughs> the uh i think this is one of those ads though that's just like powered by your own searches. Um, it's not like they're a real advertiser for the site. So the headline of the ad is 2.1% ABV keeps you Texan. And the description is get the most out of Texas while staying gentlemanly and gentlewomanly with Lone Star 24-7. Gentlewomanly. Interesting word choice in 2019. That was that was the word that really drew me into this ad, but also the the really low ABV beer combined with uh, the tw the twenty four seven access. I guess unlike other beers, um, was seemed like kind of an interesting and dangerous combination. Now it's the breakfast beer. Yeah, you can crack it on your way to work. You only get pulled over for two point one percent, right? Uh, can I read the blurb off of the Lone Star website? Please. Yes, please. It says, Lone Star 24-7 is a deliciously refreshing low-alcohol and low-calorie Lone Star beer coming in a gorgeous golden Lone Star can and bottle. With only 2.1 ABV and 68 calories, it is the perfect beer for daytime drinking occasions in the Texas sunshine. <laughs> So Perfect. it begs the question, what are daytime drinking occasions in the Texas sunshine? Tailgates. Could be working on a road crew, <laughs> roofing a house, taking your kids to school, uh, going for a walk with your spouse in the morning. Abdicating responsibility entirely. So Wes, what do you, what, if you're the audience, if we're the audience, how are we to interpret this? I mean, to me, this says you can drink this beer anytime, 24-7, and it's totally fine. It says it on the can. Like, Mom, shut up. I know <laughs> I know it's my niece's christening, and I'm not supposed to drink anymore, but I can have this. That's what it says to me. Yeah. It, I mean, didn't you call it earlier the methadone of beer? Yes. 
This is this is a okay. So okay, you are pulling that string. I didn't know if you wanted me to <laughs> get into that, but yeah, I mean, this. Well, is, I mean, we can get real on how I think this is actually this kind is, of a fucked up way to market. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the, you're the, you picked you picked to present this to two guys that that are that are upset with alcohol. <laughs> I'm mad. Like this is like this is like this is like no, y'all, it's fine. This shit kills people, and it's like here, just have it, have it. All day, every day. Fuck you. Drink all the time. Life is terrible. Drink like that. Ah, this is terrible. I I think this is awful, but whatever. I also the first impulse I had when I looked at it, and I think Jimmy, you said the same thing, was maybe it's okay. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I realize I'm a sample of one, and you know I'm not that secretive about it, but I don't. I quit drinking a handful of years ago, and um, my life is much better because of it uh i miss it sometimes and when i first saw this ad my reptilian brain thought eh, sounds safe to me <laughs> let's go <laughs> what let's, could let's possibly go, go wrong it's fine like, <laughs> like a bridge too far like my i've been away from the sauce enough and i've you know got on a solid enough foundation to where like when i see whiskey sometimes it might look good but i'm like Okay, I know what I'm getting into if I start going down the whiskey train. Like I'm I could end up in Mexico or I could end up in jail. Right. But this looks like it looks like it's as not as innocuous as like a LaCroix. Yeah, it's or a Red like Bull. a sports drink. Yeah, like, that's huh. fine. Ah. This this reminded me of the the Nabisco one hundred calorie packs, which were developed based on fraud science. And I think the 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 reality is that people buy those thinking that oh, okay I'm just going to eat 100 calories for this snack and then they eat a, end up eating four 100 calorie packs. I think you'd see the yep. same thing here. Now maybe the limitations of the human bladder would help in some situations. Not if you're in a pool. <laughs> but blah, not, blah 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 blah. Not if you're floating the river. That's right. <laughs> no. Here's where it would mess up. It would mess with problem drinkers. At least the problem drinkers I know, again, sample of one, is you drink 12 of those and then you've got enough of a buzz to say, huh, let's throw a little gasoline on this fire. So it's it's a little gateway into the night. You know, you, you drink a few of these puppies during the day and then who knows? Next thing you know, you're snorting abs absinthe in the back of a car heading down to Galveston. Night's your oyster. The night's your oyster. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a problem with, like, I, I don't want to come off saying, like, I think prohibition is necessary at all. Like, that's ridiculous. I just, you know, the way this is marketed, it's like it's talking specifically to people who are, like, it's trying to bring you back because people are drinking less. And this is like, come on. Come on, baby. It's crackhead it ain't so bad. No, just have a little bit. It's just 68 calories of beer. Maybe just yeah. don't call it 24-7. Yeah, like just call it ultra light or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michelob Ultra. Half star. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Lone Star 24-7 tastes like? Like it's got to be... like course. It's got to taste like club soda, and I love right. club so soda. Oh, man, if Topo Chico, like, uh, I, I'm seriously... Mm. I was thinking like it tastes mm. like staunch patriotism with the latent desire to secede. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, tell you. Oh, I mean, that's, hey, like... that's a good point with the Fourth of July coming coming up. Shout out to all the Texans who will be going all out for Fourth of July, but also want to succeed. All right, I think that's your minute bowl. Um, I'm gonna let me do a little uh, thing on subscribing, or you do that, Wes, since you open the show. Hey guys, click below to like and subscribe. <laughs> Don't forget to like my Insta post. Okay, what do, what do I say here? Just tell people to subscribe to the show. How? How do they subscribe to the show? <laughs> Wherever they listen to podcasts. Right. Are we on like Spotify? We yeah, are. Spotify, everything really. I honestly think this is the way we should present it. <laughs> Just put this conversation into the into the show. I mean, we could say, you know, hey guys, come on, you know, like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or anywhere you get podcasts or at goodbullhunting.com. Don't forget and to if follow you could Cubby Cup. Us, it really helps us out, guys. <laughs> Are you no, mocking we just me? Really need five stars. Follow at <laughs> no. Cubby Cup. This is what I do Aggie every update. episode. And then, dude, I'm I'm mocking just podcasts in general. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's same just like, boilerplate. It's a for script. Every <laughs> like it's a Rate mad lib. Subscribe. <laughs> what was advertised on us today? Do you think we're going to get advertisement anymore? We're trying for the listener to be as offensive as possible sometimes, so the advertisers stop bidding on us. Uh, Borderlands seems to be out. I haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, we had a full cast mid roll, but I don't think this will be long enough to have a mid roll. We've you been having to full cast. They're better than us. We've been having a another podcast advertised at the end, but it's after our bumper music, so I don't know who who's, are they? who's hanging in. It's uh, gosh. They do like right. m- music theory. They were doing something about. No, wait, hold on. Don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Here's, here's the deal. This is how we get better engagement. Listeners, your job is to tell us about the advertisement at the end because we don't listen to it. So you have to tell us <laughs> so we can talk about it next week. And there it is. Yeah, it's a loop. An advertisement loop.